Welcome, everybody, to the American Space Museum. I'm Mark Marquette, and we're so glad you're with us today to stay curious. And today, December 30th, 2021, we are going to talk about the top 10 space events of 2021 with a couple honorable mentions here. And, uh, man, think about it. Another year gone by, another year of dealing with the pandemic. Like every place out there in America and across the world, we're doing the best we can to deal with it. And this is why Stay Curious was born, was to reach out to you from our proud nonprofit, which our museum is part of the U.S. Space Walk of Fame Foundation. And we're so proud for over 21 years that we've preserved the birth of America's space age right here in our humble museum in Titusville, Florida, just nine miles away from the famous launch pads at Cape Kennedy and Cape Canaveral Space Force. So we've got a... We've got uh, with us here my uh, my trusty crew. Marty Winkle has been with me on this journey since March 2020. Marty, glad that you're here with us. Uh, Marty and I actually wrote separate lists of what we thought were the top 10. And what we agreed on eight of them, I think, pretty much right off the bat, Marty. And and uh, he didn't have to arm wrestle me about one of them at all. We we kind of agreed on the order and everything. So we think we got a really interesting program for you today, made even more interesting by our Trekkie Techie, Jessica Galloway, who's really come up with some great graphics for our top 10 today that we know you're going to enjoy. We know Tom Usiak's going to enjoy it in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hi, Tom. Hope you're watching on Facebook. We know on YouTube. We have uh, uh, Robert Law uh, watching on his gigantic TV, enjoying his cocktail in uh, uh, Dundee, uh, Scotland. Okay, and we hope Dean Salswittle is waking up to a Friday morning with a brekkie uh, of his choosing there in New Zealand. So, Ophelia, we know you're watching in Paris too. So, we love everybody watching. We're gonna, we've got a system here in 2022 that we're gonna roll your names up there occasionally to acknowledge everybody that's been watching us for a long time. And I forgot to get their names, but we have some visitors here at the Space Museum from New Jersey. John and Angelique. John and Angelina here. Okay, David. Angelique, we're so glad you're watching Stay Curious here. They, uh, We've had a, a great, uh, busy three days here at the museum with I'd say 30 to 40 people each day coming through, uh, and and uh, all of us are masked up and staying safe because of the the variant that's going around. So no problem with that. Everybody wants to stay healthy, but we're grateful that many of you have bridged the space between us to come to our museum. And thank you, folks, for coming here and hope you've enjoyed it. Triple T was in the building today, giving some tours right from. Uh, his uh, his job of putting the astronauts in these spaceships. So speaking of astronauts, as usual, we love celebrating our space shuttle astronauts, uh, over 300 of them alive and well in America. And happy birthday to Dr. Dan Thomas Berry today. Dan is 68 years old as I reach for my head for my glasses and they're not there. And I'm going to go ahead to Steve Smith is 63 today. All right. Happy birthday to both of them. Let's talk about uh, Dr. Dan Barry. Some of you may recognize him as a television personality instead of an astronaut. He was a contestant on uh, the CBS reality TV program Survivor Panama. Uh, and I didn't mark what year that was. Marty Winkle actually 
was in a final group of trying out for Pan, uh, Survivor. What year was that been, uh, Marty? All right, 12 years ago, so probably around 2010, uh, Marty's saying. And uh, Barry uh, was on a pretty famous uh, episode, uh, I think, issue or or, or season of it, where uh, I read up on it, and there was a lot of power play, and he got booted off like third from last or something like that. Is that right, Marty? I know he's a big fan to watch the show, and and, uh, I've watched it occasionally. Uh, But let's Barry, 68. a veteran of three space flights, okay, 72. He played the game of Go with Japanese astronaut uh, Wakata. And I'm going to ask Winston Scott about that next time I see him because Winston was on that STS-72 and is a local uh, uh, supporter of our museum here. Uh, and Barry was on 96 and 105, and he did four spacewalks, logged over 30 days in space, Uh and he retired, and he's very much into robotics. He started Denbar Robotics, and he has also been on the TV show BattleBots. Now, that's one I like to watch is BattleBots. And I love that. And Trekkie, Techie, Jesse loves it. There's a lot of people around Orlando that have been on that show on BattleBots. And, uh, was it on the East Coast somewhere? It was around here, I think. Yeah, it may have been, but so uh, happy birthday. We'd love to meet Dan Barry someday, okay? He looks like he's always got that big, happy smile on his face every picture you see. And here's another great astronaut, Steve Smith. Yeah, right, an astronaut named Steve Smith, of course. Steve Smith was the first member of the 1992 astronaut class to fly. That was STS-68 above uh, aboard Endeavour. He was born in Phoenix, Arizona, but grew up in San Jose, California. And he has got three degrees from Stanford University. And he was a spacewalker on uh, two Hubble upgrades, STS-82 in 97 and 103 in 1999. And his final mission was a hard hat uh, construction job uh, where Atlantis took up STS-110 in 2002. And he's a he's a speaker, very active with uh, speech topics such as lessons from space to enhance your life and work, leadership at seventeen thousand five hundred miles an hour. Uh, so uh, it, there's opportunities to catch Steve Smith uh, doing talks around here. And as they've opened up now, the Kennedy Space Center Visitors Complex Astronaut Encounters, hope to meet him someday out there. Again, Steve Smith, 63 today, and going backwards here, uh, let's get Barry up there, is 68. So uh, happy birthday to our shuttle astronauts there, and we hope that you can can uh, shake their hand someday somewhere. And we got going on here now, end of the year. We've had fun with end of the year things, uh, and we've got our honorable mentions for the top space events of 20. 21 and let's just kick it off first with ta-da, janet petro the first female director at kennedy space center in its long history of 60 years uh, she succeeded bob cabana she's a local lady and she we have been promised by her office that janet will give us an audience on stay curious one day soon so can't wait to meet her 
she's a great family lady and uh, a real dynamic individual that's been in the background behind Bob Cabana for a few years, ready to assume this position. And we know she will do well as private space industry takes a new turn in 2022 under her leadership. We also have an honorable mention of the Russian Nauka Uh, Russian segment that was uh, put up there at the space station. And when it docked, its thrusters actually started firing errantly and did the whole space station did a one and a half turn flip before they got control of this thing. And so far, they've not noticed any damage to any of the modules. But this was a drama played out that wasn't in our social media or news, uh, maybe as dramatic as it should have been, because those astronauts were at a little bit of risk there. But this is a space lab. And what happened, they also, part of this Nauka space lab is a movie studio that Russia launched this this actress, her first name's Jewel on the right and, and left, and her director, this is after they landed from 12 days on the International Space Station, mostly confined to the Russian segments of the space station, where they filmed a movie where she's doing surgery. She was sent to the space station to do emergency surgery on a cosmonaut. So we can't wait to see that at the Golden Globes runway, I guess. But uh, uh, seriously, uh, a real incredible turn of events in in the space age where where Russia launches an actor and a film team, a film crew basically up there to do a movie. And uh, how far have we come since Yuri Gagarin there in 60 years? Well, here it is, folks. Actually, she was the second choice, the prime choice actress, I think become too much of a diva during the thing. And they they found a reason to uh, uh, put this woman in place. Another honorable mention has to go to the the Starlink constellations of Elon Musk reaching 1,800. He has got his first phase, which looks like this, folks, over 1,800 satellites orbiting Earth covering the hot the spot. A lot of places in Earth that don't have uh, Wi-Fi, we all take that for granted, most places where you're at. But there's a lot of third world countries and a lot of little niches in mountains and so forth. Frankly, it was hard to get in the Appalachians where I lived for 35 years between the Smoky Mountains and in the Appalachians. Uh, there was a lot of spotty service in there. That's what Elon Musk Starlink uh, constellation is, is all about. And guess what, folks? He has approval from the government to orbit not 10,000, not 20,000, but 30,000 more satellites. And I'm an amateur astronomer, and I'm going, yuck. Light pollution's one thing. Now we got this pollution from these things interfering with some of our photographs, but they'll get it all figured out. And this next generation of Starlinks supposedly have some uh, won't reflect as much light to mess up uh, professional astronomers' uh, work. And another honorable mention is the space launch system being assembled in the VAB, and there is our our wonderful docent uh, Bart Martindale. Uh, Bart has co-hosted uh, several astronaut interviews that we know you can you will enjoy. Go see Fred Gregory is one, and Rob, uh, Rob, uh, Rob, not Marin, Rob, the other astronaut he autographed. Oh, I'm so embarrassed there. Uh, uh, for Bart that's right. 
But Bart, surprise, surprise, he had this on Facebook. There he is standing in front of the mighty SLS rocket with on the very top is the uh, Orion capsule. And Bart is a uh, communicator out there at Kennedy Visitors Complex. And he was real thrilled to get inside of there uh, with the media. They had an event out there a couple of weeks ago, and who wouldn't? But thank you, Bart, for co-hosting. And I talked to him today. Uh, about Marty and him and myself working out there doing more programs from Cape Canaveral Space Force at some of the legendary facilities out there. So thank you, Bart, for embracing our museum. And uh, uh, and, and like Marty's also going to be a docent out there at Kennedy Visitors Complex uh, here soon. Have you been notified when you can go out there? Okay. Well, he'd be the guy to talk about the lunar module because Marty was an electrical engineer in it and was inside of all of the lunar modules that landed on the moon in uh, uh, 49 years ago was the last time. So you've been waiting with bated breath anticipation. What is the top 10 list of stay curious that uh, Marty and I have come up with? Well, let me get a little shot of rocket fuel there. Jessica, we one thing that Marty and I will probably both agree on is at the top of our list is Jessica's contribution oh, and and enjoy and uh, coming to us. I've actually prayed for somebody with social media skills to walk through that door at our museum for the past three years, way before even Stay Curious was thought of. And she became the person we were mutually uh, 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 work uh, acquaintances at Chamber of Commerce events. And so a lot to you and look at what she came up with here. Uh, oh, for our like top 10 mobile. list. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Uh, Did you have a comment? For yes, I got a comment. So you asked on Facebook um, what people thought their top 10 were. And uh, Melissa from the... Cookies, Melissa Pope. Yep, she chimed in. And Robert chimed in on, uh, on um, YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, Melissa Pope, thank you for Melissa Pope is one of our, our top uh, watchers. She's at the Space Coast Office of Tourism that uh, is, is, uh, disseminates the, uh, the heads and beds tax money, 5% of when you stay in a hotel, to the uh, uh, places like the American Space Museum. So, Melissa, thank you for watching. Uh, she's got everybody else there watching when the, uh, they're not sneaking around working. <laughs> okay. No, her list, hers didn't make it on the list because she said the surf and sand is at she Cocoa was, Beach. Was, and I love that, Melissa. She was thinking Space Coast. Yeah, she was thinking Space Coast top 10 things. And the surf and sand is, I was out of town. I've seen that before. Okay. It was a big deal this year, I'm yeah. sure, because they have a Christmas Eve. Everyone gets in a Santa costume and hits their surfboards. And I don't know how many thousands were out there this year. But thank you, Melissa. All right, number 10 is the SpaceX 100th booster landing uh, on December 21st after they launched the Cargo Dragon to the International Space Station. And what better way to celebrate that with this wicked double landing of the Falcon Heavy, two of them within sight of each other after the launch of, of uh, uh, Elon Musk's Tesla Roadster and Starman, okay? When, and, and you're going to be maybe go, wow, that's when it was February 2018. Four years ago in February is when that Falcon Heavy took off for the first time. I was there. I was beside the VAB 
privilege to be there with the special pass, and you could watch these come back down in the horizon. It was so cool. 100, la 100 landings of his rocket boosters, 78 of those were refurbished, so only 22 were brand-new rockets, and this is in the last four years. So that's number 10. Number 9. Marty and I went with Lucy launched to the Trojan Asteroids, though we were wondering about the launches because we've got another launch in here. Should we wait until it gets to its mission complete? But this got a lot of public attention because uh, Lucy is the name of it after the uh, humanoid creature found in the 1970s, and they named it Lucy that was uh, a missing link supposedly between apes and humanoids. And uh, this is going to asteroids that are in front in the same orbit as Jupiter, but they're in front of Jupiter and behind Jupiter, and they're called the Trojan asteroids. And we think these have very special materials from the birth of the early solar system in them outside of the asteroid belt. Uh, and so that we're going to visit five or six of them and a couple other asteroids. Uh, that will all start uh, in 2025 when Lucy arrives around its first asteroid uh, and it has 12 year it's a 12 year mission it's going to go from one side of jupiter to the asteroids on the other side of jupiter quite a tricky maneuver but right now it is doing looping between the earth and uh, venus to get some gravity assist to loop out to jupiter on there so quite uh, an amazing mission that we're glad captured the hearts of everybody uh, the Lockheed Martin built uh, Lucy spacecraft launched October 16th on an Atlas V from Pad 41 at Kennedy at Cape Canaveral Space Force. And all three of us, I think, watched that from the Space View Park. That was quite a beautiful launch. Number eight. Well, we had to put the Webb telescope somewhere, even though it's the launch uh, and won't be fully deployed and operational uh, for at least a couple months. It will be fully deployed in about three weeks, and we're going to keep tabs of that with you. And I've got a, a special treat for you all in the middle of January to talk about the Webb Telescope. But, uh, but we're going to have number eight as the Webb Telescope. There it is leaving the, the rocket, the Delta rocket that put it to space with the Earth there. It is now past the orbit of the moon, going out to a point a million miles away, little over four moon diameters, Marty, away from us there because the moon's 250,000 miles away. Uh, so it's going to live there in a real cold area. And we'll be talking more about the Webb Telescope uh, when everything is uh, good with it uh, by the middle of January. Number seven, suborbital space tourism is born in 2021. Who can deny that? Uh, I've lost track. 15 people have gone to space suborbital this year. Uh, I forgot to add that up. Of course, this shows you the most recent one with, on the left, Laura uh, Shepard uh, uh, Churchley, the daughter of Alan Shepard, repeating her father's flight 60 years later. And in the middle, the tall guy is Michael Strahan, the football all-star uh, Hall of Famer uh, who... Uh, and both of them want to go back again. The other th four people, sorry, don't know your names, uh, but they're suborbital astronauts, suborbital, here at the American Space Museum. We wanted to find this whole mess of who's an astronaut by you're an astronaut if you orbited the Earth. 
How simple can that be? And we've got 580 humans who've orbited the Earth, 78 of those women. But uh, got to give a lot of cred to uh, Richard Branson also that beat Jeff Bezos on the suborbital missions in his space plane that's, that's dropped from another plane, uh, the, uh, the White Knights, the, and then these, these, the, the, uh, the Virgin Galactic space plane has its own engine. And, and Branson himself rode that with three other people uh, on uh, uh, July 20th, the anniversary of the Apollo landing. And then um, Bezos followed a, a couple of weeks later with uh, Wally Funk. Wally's 84 years old, something like that. One of the original Mercury women astronauts uh, that didn't fly. Um, and uh, so we got to that's that's our number seven. This is a new era opened up. Uh, we had a gentleman, Eves uh, uh, Plindo, a great interview you can have. Watch on our, our library. He's got ticket 284 to go on Richard Branson's space plane. And the, the, the game plan for Branson and his, his spaceport out there in New Mexico is to fly. Uh, it'll fly six people at a time and two pilots. He hopes to do three to five missions a day. Okay. Taken, taken, uh, well, we won't keep track of the suborbital people. That's why I want to separate them now from uh, the orbital ones. But uh, actually talked to Laura Churchley on the phone. She called up our museum uh, to ask if we had any Mercury hats that uh, 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 to celebrate her father's mission, because we had some at one time. And I said, man, I'm so mad at Michael Strahan because I love football for stealing the limelight from you because you did this on the 60th anniversary uh, year-wise of your, your dad's trip. And she said she loved it. It was incredible. Uh, she felt great and weightless. So she did something her dad didn't do on his Mercury flight, which she unbuckled and got to fly around. Now, of course, her dad went to the moon as commander of Apollo 14, hit the golf ball, you know, and and, and the rest is history. Alan Shepard also was the first millionaire astronaut because he was smart enough to invest in the Johnson Space Center property around there knowing that astronauts would want to live there and he built some of the first subdivisions so a great lady the oldest daughter she's promised she's a chairman and she's on there on the left just to make clear she's the ceo of the astronaut scholarship foundation and we're going to have her on stay curious when she's a snowbird she lives in colorado and she says she'll be back on the space coast after the first of the year and promises to be on stay curious to so we can have a great show with her did you have something, Jessica? Marty? Oh, gosh, I thought I'd get away with not mentioning Shatner. Yes, yes, William Shatner. I knew she would chime in there. Shatner was, and we got a pick, we've got him sitting on our table here uh, in a little. Uh, yes, yes, William Shatner at age 84. And, man, I got to give it to him, man. I, uh, I'm not sure I want to do it. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a thrill ride guy. Oh, he was 90? Oh, he was older than uh, Ruth older then. Than okay. Older, yep. All right. And he loved it, got very emotional about it. That was a, that was a cool moment of 2021, for sure. For it. sure. Sorry we didn't show Shat on there. Uh, and uh, thank you for not overriding me in our per production meeting. I could have been maybe talked into that, Jessica. Well, I, I probably could have put it in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can, I, I, we were, we're having a great time with this program. I'm telling you, uh, all three of us have, have melded real good. We're, we're looking forward to more for you in 2022. So 
Before I continue, tell your friends to watch us on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. We are also audio on Spotify and Apple and working on other platforms, thanks to Jessica. And this is so important to our nonprofit to reach out. We never thought we'd get this type of of uh, uh, free publicity as well as reach out there so that we can, uh, you know, you need a tax deduction. There's still time. Write us a check. Go to our webpage. You can PayPal us uh, any amount of money you want, and we'll send you the tax-exempt form. But uh, we're a nonprofit like anybody else out there, okay? We just need them to watch a playlist on YouTube. And watch the playlist on YouTube. Right. We're close to monetizing YouTube and Facebook. We need more followers on both of them. So let's get to number six. Aha. You know what this is? This is Tangong. This is the palace in the sky. Chinese China's third space station. Okay. In the last 20 years. Uh, this one uh, is this is pretty much what it looks like right now. We think they're very secretive. Uh, there's people uh, around the Earth that photograph through their backyard telescopes the space stations, and I've seen an image or two of this showing that on each end of this space station is their supply ships called Tanzhou, and the Nader they call it. That's this up and down section. That is a Shinzhou uh, crewed spacecraft. There are three humans on this right now. One is a woman on her second trip. The commander is on his uh, also second trip in space with a rookie. China is very serious about building a space station about the fourth of the size of ours. All right. It's going to be a little bigger than the Mir space station of Russia, but very similar. And they'll start bringing a couple uh, that where, where you see the the. The uh, Nader, the up and down where the Shenzhou is, you can see it's got other docking ports. Yes, those are docking ports for other modules and other spacecraft to be put on their heavenly uh, palace in the sky. But uh, And Marty and I were talking, putting this list together. This is definitely the year for China in space. They have done two more incredible things on our list. But number five... This is the crew of Inspiration 4, the first all-civilian crew to benefit St. Jude's uh, uh, Hospital that does so much good for, for, for children uh, in our country. Uh, this was the first orbital space flight not to visit the space station since 2009. Uh, everybody paid for their trip on space there. Uh, I don't have their names. I didn't want to pull them kind of on purpose, but... Uh, the, this Inspiration 4 mission was the second flight of the uh, SpaceX capsule Resilience following its use as the Crew-1. And it was also the fourth crew, uh, fourth flight of a Crew Dragon, all right? Now we've had uh, 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 one since then, the supply, so they've had five. Uh, and instead of the docking adapter at the end of this, they put a plexiglass window that they could lock, look out of like a cupola for 360-degree views. Now, the sad news is you have to be a Netflix person uh, subscribed to see uh, footage of their flight. They did a couple short programs on morning TV, but uh, and I've not seen too much uh, of activity of them in space or in that cupola. Uh, because I don't subscribe to Netflix, and uh, I've been around a couple times. I got you. But, uh, <laughs> all right, she's going to hook me up. Uh, I'm not that big. A, uh, obviously, uh, my attention span is very short to even sit down and watch a movie sometimes. So, 
Um, but at any rate, definitely a worthy candidate for number five of our of our top items. Uh, the all civilian crew. They were up in space for three days. They didn't know how to fly the ship. Couldn't have flown it if they if they had to. Everything was automatic. They actually went further than anybody above the Earth. Uh, since the Gemini days, they they uh, and of course the, the Apollos that went to the moon, but they were up over 350, 400 miles. Uh, I think further up than the Hubble, actually, uh, at, at some orbits of it. So, good job for Inspiration Four, and in, uh, uh, what a and we've we've had the the second uh, all commercial crew announced with NASA astronauts that's going to fly. Number four. Number four is China orbits, lands, and puts a rover on Mars. Their very first try. This could have easily been a number one. Any of these last four, you could argue for number one. Uh, But I'm going to tell you what's the number one of this. This is the number one space photo of 2021, uh, in my opinion. Uh, this is the lander to the right. The rover drove off of it. You can see the ladder just barely on the right there, if you circle that. Uh, and then the rover is called Zen, uh, what, uh, Zur, Zurong. Zurong. Yes, yeah, see that? That, it, it, that was the ramp. Uh, also, show there is the, is the Chinese flag. is on both vehicles. That's the Chinese flag there and there. They also had the Olympic, Summer Olympic flag on there because the Olympics were there. Uh, thank you, Jessica. Uh, it kind of looks like a little uh, a robot there with the, the eyes of the camera on top and the solar panels. But uh, this Zhang uh, Zurong, the Zurong rover, landed in May uh, May 14th in Utopia Plains. The lander did. The orbiter is still functional. The lander is a weather station, has some uh, instrumentation of its own. Uh, we're into 100 days of this rover moving and it it it's already driven about a mile but before it left its mother landing ship there it had a gopro type of camera that it set down with its robotic arm and backed off and took this picture now who would who would have even thought to do that okay let alone a, a, a space selfie for sure and in my opinion the photograph of 2021 Mars right now is about 200 million miles from Earth, but guess what? Every two, every a uh, uh, little over two years, it gets close to Earth. August 2022 is the next opposition when Mars is going to be a bright red star in the sky, and we'll be showing you the surface and the uh, features and the polar caps from our parking lot here at the American Space Museum. I guarantee it. So Mars opposition in August this year. Uh, but right now, it's pretty far away, just come from behind the sun. And all of the Mars, uh, uh, we've got two rovers, America does. And uh, I think there's seven orbiters uh, around Mars right now. we got two rovers and a fixed spacecraft uh, on Mars uh, at, up there. Number three in our countdown. And Marty and I agreed pretty much on, on all the orders here. So uh, if you want to pick a fight, pick a fight with both of us, all right, if your favorite's not there. We've got to say the Russian anti-satellite missile weapons test, okay, that that, uh, Russia did two months ago uh, is number three. Uh, We think it's one of the most horrible things that Russia's done in space. This is a illustration of the debris that Russia—now, just just to, to, to tell you what they did— 
they launched from their space, their, their, their launch pads in Kazakhstan, a rocket with a, 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 a weapon of war on it that intercepted their Cosmos 1408 and destroyed it. All right. So they went from the Earth to about 300 and, and uh, 290 miles high is where this was orbiting and destroyed their own satellite. All right. And the repercussions of that in the Defense Department must be huge. Of course, we've got the same weapon. All right. Of course we do. But we're not dumb enough that we're going to risk the lives of our space stations. Russia, China, and American space stations are raising a lot of fuss about this, okay? The ISS has had to move uh, half a dozen times already. Uh, they are at 225 to 250 miles. This debris that we're showing here in the two pictures there is at 290 miles. The the uh, the, the uh, heavenly palace of, of China is a uh, uh, close to uh, 325 miles high. It's higher up than our ISS is. But the picture on the left there is Cosmos 1408 before. They have a little circle of it. And then they show how the impact, uh, uh, Russia actually had, had cameras of this going on, and that's the debris, uh, fiery debris coming off of it. Of course, it's not fiery. It's reflected by, well, it could be fiery from, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to say you can't see a flame in space, but you certainly can uh, right next to the uh, burning uh, 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 fuel on board this. And then the bottom picture gives you another idea of how this is spreading out in orbit, as things do, and then as gravity's pulling it down, this all stuff is going to come into the, the orbit of the space station at 225, 250 miles high. So we have not heard the end of this yet. And shame on you, Russia, uh, for being the, the big bully to do this. But I'm telling you, the repercussions of our Defense Department are probably sure, more, than, more, more than more than more uh, than there's things in motion now that we probably don't want to think about. And we talked about Vandenberg yesterday, a show that you want to catch as Vandenberg. We celebrated 1966, having 123 launches in that year of the Cold War. So you better believe there's some stuff being moved around, so to speak, some of our launch complexes around the world. Uh, but this has opened up a lot of eyes, and there's our number three on your Stay Curious Top 10 of 2022. Number two. Number two, Marty and I absolutely agreed. Ingenuity, the helicopter on Mars deserves its own own spot in our top 10. As number two, uh, it is an $83 million craft. I like showing pictures maybe you haven't seen before. You can see pictures of it flying on on Mars easily as if that's just a common day, th normal day thing. But here's the technicians working on it, putting it together. This is how big it is. Not very big. Uh, two blades rotating. And the problem of putting a, a the first vehicle to fly on an alien world that wasn't a balloon. Uh, uh, Russia did a balloon or two on Venus. Uh, but Ingenuity has had 18 successful flights since it landed. Uh, in February 2021, it took a couple months for them to unstow it beneath the belly of, of, uh, of Perseverance that, that landed. Uh, it has a, had 18 successful flights. It was supposed to have five. 
every the, the whole pro the whole program was we're we're going to do five test flights of it and be done with it. And it was so successful, they're going to they're going to keep it going till it drops dead. It's powered by the solar panels on top. Uh, it has gone as high as thirty nine feet. It has traveled two thousand fifty one feet on one flight that took uh, two minutes, but that wasn't its longest flight. It went the uh, its longest flight was two minutes and eight, two minutes and eight, almost three minutes, two point eight minutes, almost three minutes. Uh, and its sound of the rotor blades was heard by Perseverance's audio. Uh, 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 earphone on there, which was cool. It has a black and white camera for navigation and a color camera to do surveillance for perseverance. And this will be the next rovers that go to Mars. Definitely will probably have helicopters on them to scout ahead. We are using this vehicle now as a scout for where perseverance is going to hopefully find signs of life where it landed in basically a Mississippi Delta all right, area of Mars where a river was and a delta, much like in New Orleans, has, has, has spread out uh, and dried up. So uh, what other things about it? Oh, yeah, the low gravity, which Mars gravities is a third the Earth and the thin atmosphere. The atmosphere, there's more atmosphere at the top of Mount Everest than at your feet on the surface of Mars, all right? Uh, but for that thin atmosphere and everything to work uh, flawlessly, and, and uh, being a test bed for future uh, uh, vehicles like this on Mars. So it's a big game changer. Ingenuity, uh, Jeannie, as they call her in the, uh, around the, the uh, Jet Propulsion Lab, uh, is still doing good things. She's going to be flying again, 18 missions already, and she's our number two of our top ten. And the number one, of course, it has to be Percy. Percy landing on Mars, Perseverance rover. Here you see it as it is hovering over the space plane, for better words, that, 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 that busted out of the air shell as it went through the atmosphere. And then it was hovered by this, this uh, uh, jet plane type of vehicle that had Perseverance on the belly of it. Those, are, those three ropes you see were bought at Walmart, by the way, by Jet Propulsion Lab. It works, so... Let's get a deal, right? And that is the communication line, the umbilical cord with the uh, communications data. And uh, this is just seconds before all of that was cut loose by guillotines and Percy was gently laid down after it was, after it was gently laid down on its wheels. I love this photo. And uh, as always on Stay Curious, we want to keep you curious with pictures that you don't normally see. And, uh, of course, there in the middle is the camera uh, this deployed. Can you give me that circle there? Yeah, go to the, the right down a little lower. That's the mast of the camera that was was uh, up there. Yep, the eye on there. So uh, the mission has been working hard to find traces of ancient uh, Martian life since it reached the red planet in February 2021. Uh, these are the most powerful cameras ever put on the surface of any world. And it has a drill on it. And, of course, that drill is, is putting material into tubes, the size of test tubes, that are going to be picked up, hopefully, uh, within the next five to ten years by another spacecraft and bring material back from Mars. The only problem with that is the spacecraft that's supposed to bring these tubes back is still on the drawing board and has no money to, to build it yet. So uh, we're hoping... 
our our congressman that well that's a job for bill nelson our congressman to get money and get that thing off the, the drawing board uh, and uh, get the hardware built to pick that up. But it's a great idea and a way to bring back Martian soil. And it's picking things that look like on Earth, like uh, uh, striated areas and, and so forth like that. Yeah, Marty. Clarify, Bill Nelson is not our senator. Bill Nelson is not our senator. He is the NASA's head administrator. That's why I say Bill Nelson as the as former senator and rep for uh, this uh, state of Florida. Uh, is now NASA's administrator, and uh, he, uh, uh, of course, number two is Pam Melroy, and number three is Bob Cabana. So we've got three astronauts, people that have been to space, because Nelson flew as a politician uh, when they thought it was safe to fly everybody, the mission before uh, Challenger. And we've got a comment from Trekkie Techie Jesse. Robert Law says that the ropes were made in Dundee, Scotland. A uh, Walmart in Dundee, Scotland? No way, Robert. Okay, <laughs> I stand corrected. Well, if I put my foot in my mouth, I did. I know some of the ropes they bought for uh, a couple of these missions they bought at Walmart, but I'll. You must have some fine threads or something there in Dundee, Walmart. But uh, the filament, the filament factory in Dundee, Scotland. There, and we love Robert. We can't wait. We know he is looking to book a trip back to America. He's a frequent visitor here, and one day. We'll have him on Stay Curious. He's our number one fan. There's a, You could arm wrestle for, for that for a bunch of you out there. But, uh, I think they should fight. They should fight is right there. <laughs> well, that's our top ten list, number one there. There you go. But wait, there's more. Because after all, Stay Curious, our, our Marty and I both were thinking about this, and it was Marty that suggested, what about Triple T and his closeout crew uniform being in being inducted in, in a, as an exhibit at the Udvar Hazy uh, Center of the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. And there we have Triple T, Travis Todd Thompson, who most Fridays gives us Tales from the White Room. That is Discovery behind him. And that is Pam Melroy, who took her time to come and see her friend, Travis, that put her in the seat of a space shuttle uh, four times. I think, no, three times. She's got three patches on there. Uh, she was uh, twice a pilot and once a commander. Eileen Collins was the first commander. Uh, Marty, we met her. It was Marty Winkle's idea to do this for Travis. We were there uh, over the July, uh, middle of July uh, road trip uh, with one of his uh, his friends, uh, um, um Kramer, Jeff Kramer. We're indebted to Jeff Kramer for putting us up and showing us a good time, giving us a good dose of Civil War history uh, among our space history. But uh, there's Pam talking about her friend Travis. She was emotional, tearful, and you can Google NASA, uh, NASA Travis uh, Thompson, uh, uh, Pam Melroy, and you'll see the tribute NASA did to, to, to Travis. The video uh, NASA. Yeah, and... I mean, it's no joke that Travis is who he is, and, and we're so grateful that he is here at our Space Museum. And uh, thank you, with Tom Usiak, for taking this picture of our team here. Marty on the left, that's me and Travis, and that's his spacesuit. Not his spacesuit, that's the suit he wore in the White Room uh, to put the astronauts in their, in their seats. It's got uh, Tim Gagnon's uh, patch uh, that was started by the late Robert McCall, 
of, of STS-133. Discovery is the patch on there appropriately. Uh, circle that patch I'm talking about. And for those of you on audio, um, uh, we've got the the white room suit. It looks like just overalls uh, uh, with uh, in white. And it's got the number one on it and the uh, his name. And, of course, the, uh, the patch there is the uh, beautiful STS-133 that had Nicole Stott on it. Again, beautiful interview with Nicole Stott uh, here three weeks ago. Rewatch that. Uh, Nicole has already been back in touch with our museum. She loves us. She wants to be part of our museum, and we're already making plans for her to come back in May, uh, if not earlier, in March when we celebrate Women in Space. So love you, Nicole Stott. Thank you for all that, that you've done for our museum, and she's just a class act. Her husband, Chris, is even more of a class act, and we're not more, but but we're gonna uh, they'll start a family fight there. But Marty, you talk to Chris a lot, and he's got something Nicole said involved with going back to the moon that everyone's gonna know about real soon. And and Chris said he'd love to come and do a Stay Curious, didn't he, Marty? And we're looking forward to that maybe in March with him. So there's our crew. That is in our hearts our number one event of 2021, where we got to go see the Smithsonian. Uh, Institute to Udvard Hazy. The, the the main place at the mall was closed, uh, and, and uh, but this was such a big day. And Marty, uh, you made uh, it happen for Travis. Uh, I just was uh, tagging along uh, and uh, uh, enjoying uh, our host. And uh, we even got in a round of golf at one of the, I mean that golf course in Washington D.C. Uh, uh, your carpet's not as clean as the fairways that were there. Okay, uh, the, amazing, pristine. amazing, very pristine, right, Marty? That was a heck of a course, in there. This is it was Spotsylvania. Okay, oh, yeah. we were, that's right. We were in Spotsylvania. And what was the name of the club? Remember? Oh, you're on the spot. The the, uh, <laughs> the okay. Well, anyway, hey, thank you all for. For watching Stay Curious and enjoying our top 10 list, please comment if, if you think we missed one. We probably did. I said something to Marty uh, when we were talking about this last night. I go, I've missed something. There's something I've that's lurking out there. But you know what? I didn't even Google any of the lists out there. We just came up with our own. Uh, I've written a column on space and astronomy for 20 years in, in Tennessee, and, and I always did a, a top 10 list and so forth like that. So... Uh, and I, uh, but this one I didn't look at any other top ten lists. So uh, you could, if we miss something, please let us know, and and we'll uh, add it to one of our other shows to help you all stay curious. So uh, tomorrow uh, will be our last broadcast of the year. We will have Travis in the house as uh, our museum is going to be closed for the holiday. But uh, Trekkie, Techie, Jesse's going to be here, and Marty, and we're going to get some shows uh, recorded, uh, some Stargazer Marks that we do on Mondays, and maybe a couple Travis shows on Fridays. That allows us to get a little get a three-day getaway. Liaising. And helps me to do some liaising that I'm supposed to do with our Chamber of Commerces and, and uh, the space businesses here to let them know that the American Space Museum is here. We're not going away. Because of you, we are preserving the birth of America's space age right here, as I say, in its delivery room, and, and we're, we're, we're so proud of that. So, everybody, thank you, team, for a great year, a good job. We can't, as I say, thank Jessica enough for uh, uh, taking us to a new level. 
Uh, we've dreamed about this, and Marty and I, just two old dogs that finally learn a few new tricks here, and we're grateful for that. I mean that, Jessica. You've been a great asset to us. And uh, But she has some rewards. We're introducing her to new people, all right, in there. And uh, Marty's over there talking to our guests there. We we got some guests here from Virginia. They said, come see the museum. Love it? 10 out of 10? Yeah. 10 out of 10. 10 out a 10, out of 10, 10 out of 10 on there. If you really want to geek out, come here. All right. If you really want to geek out, come here. And where's your hometown again? West Milford, New Jersey. West Milford, New Jersey is in the house. So, you want to uh, so, uh, yeah, show if you got if you got it on there. Yeah, we're monkey around here. There you go. Yeah, there. there. Wave, wave to the Tell us your, your names again. Uh, John. John. And Angelique. And Angelique. You're on Stay Curious here in our conference room. Very and good. as we look around there. So uh, thank you all and, and glad for your review. Uh, we we know that once people are here, they get who we are. We're, we're, we we know where our lane is. We're not the, the we don't even want to be the biggest dog out there. Okay, we're very happy with what we do, and uh, we're learning every day to do it better. Uh, with with our staff here, led by Karen Conklin, our executive director. She's been involved in this museum twenty years, and ex she's been the executive director over three. Uh, her assistant Angie Roberts uh, handles the finances and does such a wonderful job with that. Uh, and uh, we've got Anita Truex that's our office manager, and she buys all the merchandise here. And uh, and and we're all just they're just as passionate as Jessica and Marty and I are about this museum and Bruce making it. And gotta give Bruce Bruce Jacobs our our information technologies guru. Bruce, we couldn't do it without you. I'm looking at the first little device you told me to buy that's strapped to the leg of the camera so we could put a camera on Facebook. And that was, believe me, what was that, a 40 or $50 investment? That that, that that was a big deal uh, almost two years ago coming up with that money. And thanks to you, we've, we've put over $10,000 in the bank. And uh, we'll be talking to you more about how you can contribute. But seriously, if you need a tax deduction, go to uh, we're, we're the one to uh, uh, take some of your money here at the end of the year. And you can connect with that Amazon Smile. Thank you for reminding me that. You buy anything, make go to Amazon Smile and make the American Space Museum your favorite nonprofit. So enough of the publicity here at the end. We hope you all enjoyed our top 10. Thank you, Marty, for, for uh, uh, brainstorming with me. I think we came up with some real good ones. And Jessica, thank you for making it look very spiffy and sharp to help everyone out there stay curious. So... We want you all to make your plans for 2022 to come visit us here in Titusville. And I'm Mark Marquette. I hope to see you face-to-face -to, -face to bridge the space between us.